You're listening to Banter with the Boys. Talking all things sports. From betting and brawls, Super Bowl to Stanley Cup Finals. Get laced up. It's time for Banter with the Boys. Ladies and gentlemen, and all you hosers in between, welcome to Banner with the Boys, Frozen Pond Banter. My name is Nick, and I am here to bring in all of our fun little goons here. We have Mr. Kyle here today. How you doing, Kyle? Doing good, man. Doing good. Can't wait to talk some puck. Finally. Here we go. Oh, nothing but puck over here. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, very excited to continue that. Love seeing that beautiful face, but uh, we got ourselves a first-timer here. We got the Mr. Smeltzer in the building. Mr. Smeltzer, how are you doing there, sir? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Nick. Thanks for the invite here. Super excited to get going and uh, just ready to talk some puck. Love to hear it. I'll tell you what. Uh, as always, we always like to take a moment and make sure that everybody understands that this whole setup we have going on wouldn't be possible without the wonderful work of a beautiful man named Kevin. Kevin, thank you so much for everything you do. This man is making sure we are out there bannering all day long. Let's go ahead and break into why we are all here today. It is a big day today. We have ourselves the big daddy of them all, the NHL trade deadline. And with that, came a whole bunch of news around the league. So we're here to go ahead and just banner about that and talk about some big-time moves. The first one, I feel, is one of the biggest ones of the whole entire day. Uh, Obviously, Mr. Uh, Patty Kane going to Broadway. That's a huge one. Rangers had to give up a decent amount for this. Patrick Kane itself, longtime Blackhawk member, Finally going in for Stanley Cup. So I'm wondering what uh, what you're thinking about that, Mr. Kyle. I really like it for the Rangers. I believe it was a second-round pick going in return to the Blackhawks, which for Kane, that's that's a steal, I think. I mean, a second-round pick. And I think it's kind of like the flurry trade, where if they win the first two rounds, I think it becomes a first. But either way, I think it's a really good deal for the Rangers. And obviously, you know, he's already got that connection with Artemi Panarin. I mean, Breadman and, and Kane are on a line. They're going to they're gonna go ham, and it's going to be fun to watch. And not just with the Kane addition, too. They also acquired uh, Tarasenko. So, they, and I think they traded their 2023 first-round pick. Or, yeah, I believe it was their 2023 first-round pick. Uh, so they're going all in this year. But yeah, I really like the move. They're, they're going to be dangerous for sure, and they're definitely a cup contender. Tyler, what are your thoughts? Uh, do you think that, I mean, are we all in agreement that Patrick Kane is a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yes. Kevin nodding yes as well. <laughs> um, so for me, being a Wild fan, Patrick Kane leaving the Blackhawks is amazing um, because now 
that's finally over. Yeah, he was I mean, a wild killer. Yeah, he was for a wild sure, 100%. Um, so now he's going to a team that already has Panarin, already has Zibanejad, uh, Trojak. I mean, they're, and, Adam, and, Fox. And, Adam Fox. I mean, uh, yeah, looking right now, Adam Fox has 57 points. That's ridiculous. And, and I mean, yeah, and then Teres- adding Tarasenko to that, the Rangers are obviously trying to make a run. Yeah, and Panarin has 69 points. Nice. Think of that power play, guys. Artemi Pernarin, Kane, Tarsenko, Zabanajan, Adam Fox. Nasty. That's that's like Colorado Avalanche, yep. Joe Sackick days. Unreal. How? You know who brings that all together? Shesterkin. My guy Shesterkin, dude, he, he's going to carry them through a deep playoff run. Am I saying they're going to win the Cup? I don't know, but that's a whole other discussion. But I I think he's going to carry them far. That, that man did it as is with nothing around him. And now you just threw an all-star team in front of him. I just, wow. They they went all in at the right time. I, I just I, nothing about it says they gave up too much. They have so much young talent right now. It's just it was such a smart move. Yeah, I love the move. Speaking of big moves, we got one that involves so many moving parts. Timo Meyer to the Devils. Uh, Devils also receive a fifth round pick with many other prospects. Sharks get themselves a first-round 2023 pick, a conditional first-round pick on 2024, depending on uh, how they do in 2023 and 2024. They also got a seventh-round pick and some uh, prospects, but this has so many moving parts. Kyle, please tell me you got some information on this. I still think it's a win for the Devils. Uh, Timo Meyer, he's a hell of a player. He's a power forward, uh, 31 goals, 21 assists, uh, my gut feeling, uh, you know, with the price that they paid, it was a hefty price. But I think uh, Fitzgerald is going to sign him long term. I don't think this is just for a rental if you're paying this much. You know, that's that's giving up prospects. And then also the 2023 first round pick and then the 2024 first round pick. So I, I have a feeling they're going to sign him long term. And it's, a, you know, I, I really like the move, even though they paid a lot for it. I mean, the Devils, they got such a good young core with, uh, they have Hughes, Brat, Nishier, Mercer, and now they're adding Timo Meyer. They are, add, they're adding a really good young core to the group. And Fitzgerald gets the W on this one, in my opinion. I mean, how many more first-round picks do the Devils need realistically, you know? Um, yeah, huge pick. What you thinking over there, Mr. Schmelz? Uh, I mean, I think it's interesting, right? I mean, you you do have Jack Hughes um, already on the New Jersey Devils uh, leading the scoring with 74 points. And then you also have defenseman Dougie Hamilton sitting there with 58 points. I mean, that's that's huge. And now you just add uh, Timu to that. I mean, I mean that's a win. At the end of the day, you're adding a goal scorer. Uh, I mean, really a playmaker, actually, not just a goal scorer. I mean, they're, they're just going to have to see how it goes. Especially uh, 
considering the fact that the East is so deep this year. It is absolutely ridiculous how, how good the East is. And I think Fitzgerald kind of realized, you know, once they saw Kane and, you know, or Tarasenko going first and then Kane, a lot of people are just kind of stacking up uh, in the East. And, you know, Team Meyer is just a solid ad and they have a shot this year. You have such a huge point on that. I mean, Rangers are sitting in third with 79 points. It, it's it's unreal. It, it's so competitive over there right now. And the the fact that they just bolstered that huge team. Yeah, this this was a must 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 do trade with the Devils. So that was that, to me that was a phenomenal trade when it's all said and done. Talk about another huge trade. Oh man, O'Reilly over to the Maple Leafs. They gave up quite a bit to be able to get Mr. O'Reilly. Gave up a couple. The Blues gave up a couple prospects. Leafs gave up a first round 2023 pick, third round 2023 pick, and a second round 2024 pick, while the Wild receive a fourth round pick. Blues retain 50% of O'Reilly's contract, and the Wild are going to be retaining 25%. So there's a lot of moving pieces here. We need our expert to break this down, so I'm just going to hand this one straight over to Mr. Kyle. I wouldn't call myself a hockey expert. I do have uh, an elite hockey mind, though, so I will say that. But I do like this trade for the Leafs. Kyle Dubas back at it, wheeling and dealing. The GM's doing a hell of a job over there, too, you know, acquiring Ryan O'Reilly, another wild killer that's, I'll, I'll take it. He's out of the division. <laughs> He's uh, a great centerman. He wins every single faceoff, I swear to God. Uh, the Wilds, uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit here about the Wild, but yeah, because we're fans, obviously, but he would win every single draw, and I, I think... He had like a 70% face-off percentage against us. It was ridiculous. But anyway, and a solid ad for Kyle Dubas. Um, their center position is absolutely stacked. They have Austin Matthews, John Tavares. And now adding Ryan O'Reilly, there's no excuses anymore for the Leafs. They they have to make a push here. They got to they gotta win or at least go to the Eastern Conference or win the Cup because they're you know, their roster, so they got stars everywhere. I mean, Marner, Nylander, Matthews, Tavares. I mean, God, I'd, I'd kill to have this roster if, if if I were a GM of the Wild. But overall, Kyle Dubas just, yeah, I thought it was a really good pickup. And it's, you know, it's a first-round pick. Obviously, you know, they still got a young roster. So I, I don't think, I mean, giving up a 2023 20, sucks, but... With the roster they have, it's, I mean, it's worth it for me. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I fully agree with you on that. Uh, it is, it's a phenomenal trade for both sides. I, I think both sides came away with big time wins on this trade. Uh, it was smart on, on many different levels for exactly as you said. That kind of brings me to my next point. We might as well jump into our trade deadline winners because I think this is probably where we are going to be able to kind of take to things and really break down what all happened 
over this last week because this trade deadline was just unreal. Move after move after move, picks after picks being traded. So with all these moving pieces and all the transitions from team to team, this is usually the moment where we want to take a second and break down each winner and loser of the NHL trade deadline. Schmelzer, what do you got, my man? So... I, I don't mean to kind of repeat myself, but I, I definitely got to go with the New York Rangers here. I mean, they're definitely adding two proven goal scorers. I mean, yeah, they're both aging. They've both had injury issues here the past few seasons, especially Tarasenko. I mean, Kane too, really, honestly. Um, but you're still adding two proven goal scorers to your roster. I mean, that can't be a bad move, right? Now, no matter what I say next year, I still think they are my winner, 100%. But why does this trade almost make it feel like their window to win a Stanley Cup got smaller? So, like, so like Panarin's, like, I, th- I just looked. I think Panarin's 31 years old. Zibanejad's 29 years old. Arguably, that's kind of your prime, right? Um, but adding Kane, adding Tarasenko, who are also aging... Like, does it feel like their window got smaller? Like, I think they got better. I think they're still a winner here. But it feels like their window to win the Cup may have got smaller. Does that make sense? Like, do you know what I'm saying, anybody? I, I fully agree. I mean, they had to give up so many round, uh, so many picks just to be able to pay for all these players. It's going to be, to me, long-term felt. But, man... It's a, it's a year for them to do it. Is it cup or bust? Yes. On, yes. That, on yes. that trade, I would say cup or bust for the New York Rangers. Oh, yes. I agree. Very interesting time to do it, too. Shesterkin is at a very solid time, but I don't I don't call him at his prime. That's why I didn't quite see it coming. It, it makes sense. It's a huge win, like you say, but I... I I didn't expect them to go all in on both. They're trying to win now, mm-hmm. straight up. They're trying to win this year. Uh, they know they got a good Tendy in Shesterkin. In my opinion, best Tendy in the league. I love my guy Vasilevsky in Tampa Bay. I do, but I think Shesterkin has overtaken him at this point as the best Tendy in the league, in my opinion. But Vasilevsky's close second. But um, they're definitely trying to just win the cup this year. I, I think look for them to make a really deep run. They're not going to go down easy. For sure. I, I also had Rangers at the top, you know, adding Hall of, you know, just high caliber players and Kane and, and Tarasenko. It's a, it's a huge move. And I, yeah, it's pretty much cup or bust with this team. It, but I do think they'll make a huge push in this year's uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. So my, my only thing about it is to be doing it at such a crazy time in that Eastern Conference right now. I mean, with with the Bruins so dominant, with New Jersey such young talent, like, and with them kind of sitting third in uh, the division, with even even looking at wild card wise, uh, gosh, I I guess to me it makes sense. It is cup or bust, but I just was like, wow, man, I didn't expect that. Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, I'm looking at the conference standing. So they're still six in the Eastern Conference. I honestly think they could battle and still become out a number number two. Nobody's passing the Bruins, that's a fact. But uh, the Rangers have a real shot. And I mean, you kind of asked or touched on like the timing of it, and it might be kind of weird. 
but at the same time, like it's New York, like it's a big market. Their fans want big moves, and that's that's what happened. Broadway definitely got a whole bunch more dingers. I had the Predators as another winner in this trade deadline. They acquired a first round pick for I don't even know who this guy is. Janat is that how you pronounce it? Janat I don't know. He anyway he's a bottom I think he's a bottom six guy. Uh, Tampa Bay, holy crap! What are they doing? They they gave away a twenty twelve. Tw- I know it's far out, but a twenty twenty five first. A uh, second 2024, a third round 2023, a fifth round 2023 for this guy. For for a bottom six player, like, I don't know what they're thinking there. So that that's a haul for a bottom six player. I'm surprised that David Poyle got so much there. And also, they traded away Granlin for a second. They flipped Granlin for a second. And then they also had another first round pick in 2023 for the, from the Ekholm trade that they sent to the Oilers. So they did a pretty good job and also I they also acquired another second round pick for Nino Niederreiter. The I mean I think they added like 10 draft picks for uh two three slappies, three slappy players. So David Poyle did a hell of a job in acquiring all these picks. I don't know how he did it, but it was a work of art. But yeah, I I think the Predators are a huge winner in this trade deadline for sure. Do you think the Predators are still, you know, have an opportunity to make the playoffs even after these moves? I mean, they're at 66 points right now. So they're sitting at about six. They're six points back of Winnipeg today. Of the second wild card spot, I mean, yeah, they have a shot at the wild card, but they're gonna get completely dominated in the first round if they uh, if they enter the playoffs. Like they're not gonna go anywhere. But the future, the future is bright. They they did acquire all these picks. All the, they do have some young talent uh, coming up. So, but they don't stand a chance at all this year. Sweet, yeah. So the future of Smashville is is good to go, is what you're saying. Yeah, future of Smashville is is uh, is looking looking bright, man. Talking about slappies over here, and I think uh, Nick has something to say. Talk about slappies for a team that got rid of a couple older slappies. The Blues are the winners in my books. They got rid of Tarasenko. They got rid of O'Reilly uh, and got themselves a good amount of draft picks to be coming into the 2023 and 2024 draft time ready, loaded, to dig full advantage of the talent that is coming up very soon. So I think the Blues did it at the right time, traded away for the right prospects and who knows might be a gamble but i just think that they're coming away with a good future and it, i hate to say it I'm, I'm, I'm a wild fan the last thing i want to do is is see the blues with a future coming but they're my winner itself anybody got any opinions you know the central is in a few years it's going to be crazy it's gonna be so competitive with the wilds number one farm system and then you got all these picks going the other way in the with the predators the blues and hell uh the blackhawks they could end up with connor bedard like they're in the connor bedard sweepstakes right now and that scares the hell out of me like i do not want a generational talent i don't want another generational talent going into the central division 
It's been so competitive every single year. It's hard to sneak in. You look at, you know, the wild and it's hard. It's hard to make that wild card team because every, you know, the, the division just has always been so talented in my opinion. Yeah. Speaking of being competitive and like you're talking how, um, you know, Chicago's in the sweepstakes, the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Uh, I mean, the Blues also have two first-rounders this year, um, and that also kind of sucks, you know, going forward as us Wild fans because they can make a couple moves there as well. Do you know, Nick, was Tarasenko uh, going to be a free agent at the end of this season? Like, was this was this one of those moves, like, trade him while you can, get something instead of getting nothing? That's a very interesting point because, yes, he is an unrestricted free agent in 2023. So, essentially, they got rid of 50% of his salary, got a couple of draft picks, and a prospect out of it. it that, that's just a win in my books for the Blues. Enough about enemy territory. As you might have guessed, we are some local Wild fans. With that being the case, this is the moment where we go local and we break down another winner. Might be biased, might not be, but uh, Kyle, what, what you got over there? I want to know what's on your mind. I think Billy G did a great job at the deadline acquiring Johansson. I was kind of like, why? But then I told, I had a conversation with Nick uh, that when it happened that there's got to be something, there's got to be something more. Billy, Billy G's got something cooking down the road there, uh, which, you know, led to the Greenway trade. And what a trade that was. Uh, getting a second-round pick, and I think a fourth or fifth, a, a nice little throw-in there. What a steal. You know, I was a, I was a big believer in uh, the big rig, as they say. You know, he, had, he showed potential at, at Boston. Uh, I really liked his game. He was a big power forward. Uh, he had some skill, and he could use his body. Well, he did that occasionally here for a couple games. Kind of vanished like a ghost, in my opinion. He's 26 now, I believe. Uh, you're not gonna. He's not gonna get any better. Um, he's just another slappy uh, Charlie Coyle 2.0. Uh, I, you know, I was a big believer in Jordan Greenway, but maybe a, ch- a change of scenery is is for him and I hope it works out for Buffalo but uh Billy G uh, just a big dub on that trade for sure honestly low-key I, I think Buffalo did kind of win that trade as well I think it's a win-win for both teams and I know I'm the only person with that opinion in this room right now full of a bunch of wild fans but here but here's the deal right like if you're Buffalo um you're already actually doing okay and I'll talk about them later um I think they can make a playoff push. Uh, but you're adding a guy with size, somebody that was, you know, a highly touted prospect for a while in the NHL. Um, the whole league knew about him. And you got him for a second-round pick and fifth-round pick. He hasn't been great for the Wild this season. We all know that. Kyle's shaking his head over here. Um, but change of scenery, like you said, he's 26. He's still under contract for two more years. So he needs to know right now that these two years are kind of his prove-it years. I think if he does do do it, I could see Buffalo re-signing him. I mean, it's some, he's somebody that you, you want on your team um, as long as he finds his game again because he is off right now. But I think it's a potential win for Buffalo on this low-key. 
he, I think he only has, what, eight, six or eight points or something like that? It's not very high. 42 games, very invisible. Uh, we saw it. The thing that bugs me is that he has, all, he has, I see a lot of potential in him. Uh, big size, you know, you mentioned a power forward. But he just didn't do it. And Billy G, before the deadline, was like, hey, hey, Jordan, you need to wake up. You, you need to, or else I'm trading your ass. And that's what happened. You know, he, I think he's got the, like a passive attitude. He's kind of like, he's not a bad guy, but he's just kind of a guy that's just like, he, he you know, he's just like passive. You know, you know what I mean? He's straightforward, right? He's straightforward, and that's one thing I really like about him. Who's straightforward? Billy G. Oh, straight shooter. Straight shooter, straightforward. Um, but what I, I, I want to know, why did you text me when I texted you about Marcus Johansson? You're like, well, the only reason why it would make sense is if we get rid of Greenway. Touch on that. Like, I, I, I don't know how you're just always right. Uh, I am an elite hockey mind, uh, Nick. But that being said, you know, even going through the season, you heard about Jordan Greenway potentially being shopped. That's what happened. But, you know, when you add Marcus Johansson, then you acquire Gustav Nyquist. That was another one. So after after that deal went down, I'm like, okay, Greenway, Greenway's got to be gone. Like, Billy G's got something cooking here, and that's what happened. He he waited it out. He got a good deal. He got a second-round pick. Yeah, so second-round pick and a fifth-round pick for Jordan Greenway. I, you know, I thought it was going to be way less. I thought it was going to be, hell, I, a bag of pucks, for God's sakes. Like, he could have gone for a fifth. I think a fifth. I would have took a fifth or a sixth for him, right, the, the way he was playing. Because no one really saw the value, but... Credit to Billy G. He waited. He 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 wanted a second round pick minimum, and that's what he got. Uh, kudos to him. I would have never guessed a second round pick for sure. Yeah, ultimately, I still agree with you. I think it's still a win on the trade. But like you know, you just saw Greenway like the first ten, fifteen games of the season. He was actually using his big body the way he should have been and protecting the puck and driving to the net and doing things he should be doing. And it's crazy that I'm sitting here praising him for those things in those 10, 15 games when, I mean, you shouldn't be praising an NHL player for playing the game. Like, you're prof- like you know what I mean? But I think, like, that flash of those games, you know, still shows the type of player he still can be. He was still, you know, dropping guys. I mean, he's obviously going to be on your checking line, but he can still have, he still has the skills to put the puck in the net. So that's why I still think it's a little bit of a win for Buffalo. And uh, Greenway, yeah, like you said earlier, he was doing fine, you know, during the start of the season. He looked pretty good. But the thing that just really pisses me off is that, like, if you're that big and got that skill and you can kind of manhandle anybody, why aren't you doing that consistently? And you're getting paid millions of dollars. I'm sitting here. I'm 5'4". I'm I'm a solid 5'4". And, and my driver's license, I'm like, I put 5'8 down to round up a bit because it's math. But if I was Jordan Greenway, like, I would just manhandle everybody. I would literally use my body. I'd get in the, 
you know, get in the dirty areas. You you couldn't. You, I mean, how can you move a six six frame? I don't even know what he weighs. It's, it's got to be two ten, two fifteen, two twenty. One, you know, around there. It's it's that's hard to move. Uh, I would kill to be that size. My God. But yeah, I've seen you know good riddance. Uh, I wish him well, but at the end of the day, uh, he's he's on my slappy list for sure. Wow, slappy list. Uh, you heard it first here. Greenway out of here. So if we're going to be talking people uh, being out of here, we, we might as well talk about the negative side of the trade deadline. Let's talk some losers. Um, I figure I'd come in with my hot take here. Uh, we got, uh, for me, the Penguins. I think the Penguins tried to make some lackluster moves at a time where they just are not competitive enough to be trading things away towards their future. I don't understand why they made the moves they did. I just, especially after seeing all the big names going to their exact conference, trying to act like you're going to be competitive now just makes no sense to me. I get it's Crosby. I get it's Evgeny Malkin, but there's just so many things that makes no sense to me. Some, please, please clarify. Somebody clarify. Yeah, uh, definitely the Penguins took a big fat L on this uh, trade deadline, uh, acquiring Granny. We call him Granny here in Mini. Uh, yeah, Mikhail Granlin, he goes to the Penguins for a second-round pick. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. He's eight. You know, I don't know what his age is now. I think he's like 33, 32, 30, uh, maybe older than that now. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know why they would – I mean, if he was the only one available, I could maybe see why they had that. But uh, us Wild fans kind of know what Granlin brings right now. I mean, the Penguins are an aging roster. I don't, I don't see them going deep at all in the into the playoffs. They do have Crosby uh, that can, you know, that's still Crosby, but. With the aging roster, with uh, with Malkin, uh, Latang, uh, Zucker, uh, they got guys that are, you know, mid thirties, and the game is only getting faster. And it's kind of, I feel like the Penguins are trending, finally, kind of trending in the downfall. But they still got Crosby, so I. Fully agree with you because when it comes to the Mikhail Granlin thing, the one thing that really kind of set him out and difference from uh, the rest of everybody else was his speed was really that that was the only thing that kind of kept him semi-relevant. And now he's kind of pushing to that point where he's going to be losing his step. And versatile. He's pretty versatile. He can play center. He can play wing. but And he's got he's got good balance. He's got a good eye. It's just I feel like... It's making a weird move, giving up, just giving up too much for nothing. I mean, I feel like they had to get a player uh, just because the East is absolutely ridiculous this year. So acquiring someone, I, maybe a Hextall, their GM, was kind of like in that, oh, shit, I got to make a trade because everybody else is making a good trade. And Granlin was... 
to them their only option. That's kind of, I kind of, I, I just don't see why though. But at the end of the day, that's what they did. Uh, yeah, they they took a big fat L in this uh, trade deadline, and they're not uh, they're not gonna make the finals for sure. Last but not least, we have our final topic that we're gonna be talking about tonight. We decided to put ourselves into a moment and take a risk here. We're going to decide who we think is going to be the underdog of the year. Who's going to make the push in the playoffs. Who's going to be that eighth seed that makes a deeper run than most people expect. Um, I can already tell Schmelz is just itching, itching to give us our opinion. So, you know what, I'm just going to let him start us off here. Hey, so... I mean, I've already mentioned them a few times tonight, honestly, but uh, the Buffalo Sabres, honestly, are my dark horse. Um, so right now, they're sitting at 66 points. Uh, that's four points behind the Islanders for the second wild card, and the Islanders are only one point behind Pittsburgh. So we already we just touched on Pittsburgh. Um, we all know what they're looking like. I absolutely think Buffalo can jump both those teams, get a wild card spot, make the playoffs. Um, they got a couple good playmakers on their team, and I think their young goaltender, bear with me here, because um, I had to actually look up how to say his name, but Uko Pekka Lukanen, their their 23-year-old goaltender has shown flashes of what he can actually become, and I would absolutely love to see him in the playoffs, get some playoff experience, and just and just see what happens. Um, they're a couple weeks away from getting getting Alex Tuck back. I think that's going to be a huge addition back to their lineup, um, as well as their defenseman, um, Dolan. So I think, again, I think that's just going to be huge once they get those two guys back. I think they're going to go on a run and make the playoffs for sure. Yeah, that's a big point on Alex Tuck. Um, watching him play his early years in Minnesota, I, I, I hated the moment we, we let him go. Uh, but that is a huge man coming back in that lineup, and you make some huge points on that team. As for me, I kind of feel like the, my dark horse is going to be the Senators. Senators have some big-time talent on that team that just, you know, not many people are really quite fully taken too serious this year. I think that they still have a good shot at being able to make a push with them sitting at 66 points just like your fellow Buffalo Sabres are sitting, it's a perfect time for them to be able to make a push with that Matthew Kachuk system that they have just put into into place. So I, yeah, I I feel like they are the team to make the push. What are you thinking? You know what's going to happen with Ottawa is uh, they're going to be sitting in what maybe I like to call a stinkhole. Maybe that's just a cribbage uh, remark there. But uh, I think... Ottawa's going to barely miss out in the playoffs because Buffalo's going to sneak in above them. So that's just I think that's just how it's going to work. You're not that crazy by by that mindset. I mean, it really is a toss-up between these two. I feel like they both have just as much talent between each other. Um, Sens didn't get too crazy aggressive during the trade deadline, which I kind of like to see for them. But uh, I just I, I feel like something's flowing for once over, over in the North land up in uh, Canada. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that that's what I got. So a team that I think is going to make a pretty good push is the Winnipeg Jets. I think they're very sneaky. They got a high high octane offense. Uh, Blake Wheeler still pretty good. Uh, Dubois is 
is good. Uh, you know, they got uh, they picked up Nino Niederreiter, which I thought was a solid. You know, that fits kind of the Jets uh, team for sure. Uh, they got oh Ehlers, Kyle Connor. I mean, they got speed. Uh, Shifley. We're not talking about Shifley at all, but th- this is a team that I think is is going to make a serious push. And Hellebuck, I think could you know that's he he's a goaltender that's that I think is going to get pretty hot. So uh, us Wild fans need to watch out for the Jets. Um, I think this year, you know, they've been a sh- interesting team. I've always thought they had all the talent in the world to to go far, but I think uh, with Paul Maurice exiting and uh, with with their new coach now, uh, I think you know a change was needed, and uh, you know it starts with the coach. But yeah, you got all these high end players. I would also kill to have that kind of star lineup. They got a bunch of potential, but yeah, I would watch out for the Jets. I was just gonna say I was I was kind of agree actually agreeing with you. I'm not changing my my tone. Buffalo's still my dark horse, but uh, the Jets definitely have the goaltender to do it, Hollaback. Um, and honestly, for me, I'm if you haven't noticed already, I'm already a goaltender ho- a homer a little bit. Um, but to succeed in the NHL playoffs, I mean, you need a hot goaltender, and that's just a fact. And Connor can absolutely carry a team. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I. I- as soon as you said Winnipeg Jets, an exclamation mark just went off in my head. I was like, ah, gosh, I did not even quite even think about that. So that is like the definition of that dark horse that I just, yep, point valid down to the T. Great points. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. I mean, I am an elite hockey mind, uh, not some slappy, uh, but thank you again. Well, that just about does it for all of our topics today on the NHL Trade Deadline episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time, all you hosers, we'll catch you on the next one. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe. Tune in next time for more banter with the boys.